I'm sorry. I can hear it on the recording every single time. Do you want me to not take notes, no, Jeff? No, Do you want to see that. what this show becomes? Just type quieter. I really can't. <laughs> I've tried. And you've already made me self-conscious about my typing, so I've already been doing it quieter. Maybe it's just the keyboard. Maybe the keyboard's super clicky. Would you like to buy me a new computer and we can see? No. Okay. No, I, I would not. Well, then... All right. I well, suggest. I'm sorry. Then suck it up. I'm sorry. Well, when I take notes on my computer, I didn't sound nearly as loud. Granted, I think my you don't do it on brother. mic. Is yeah. Yeah. Thing. yeah is that you do it in your room, which is you know. Just I not sometimes real. write things. I, I I look things up. That's fair, but like I'm desperately trying to write down things you tell us before they disappear forever. You know that's very fair. And thank you, you can for always your listen service. to the recording. You know. I, uh, yes, two like, months after. Exactly. <laughs> That'll be relevant. Let me just go back and check. Yeah, no. And honestly, like, yeah, I would. Yeah, when it comes to the backlog, we just released the one where Nona was in the blue. Yes, I know. I, I do follow along these. Well, things. I was saying for the people back home who That's might be fair. listening right now. I I guess we they're didn't actually important. they're not we haven't actually even like gotten into it. So yep. welcome back to the seventh star of the right podcast. <laughs> We're recording. We have been for several minutes now. Mm -hmm. I don't know when we cut, like when we're just going to enter in. But anyway, <laughs> this is episode 74. It's all, yeah. And it's already a hot mess. There's a gap. There's a there's a big gap between big gap. when we record these and when we get them out. Because, because it turns out people go on vacations and stuff and it's nice to be able to. Yeah, still be able to get things out consistently. Yeah. Anyway, you're more dedicated to that than I am. <laughs> like, we're oh. going on vacation. I'm not. Get out of here. You get nothing today. I'm fully aware that if I did not drag you all here, we would not have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I went up to each of you and got it said, hey, guys, we can do a campaign. <laughs> we could do a podcast. Mm -hmm. That's also a podcast. Mm. And you're all like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> campaign? Cool. I'm the I'm the thing that's driving this forward. It's true. We it's could true. release an episode every two weeks on Wednesday until we die. <laughs> every two weeks. <laughs> and it would be great. Until we die. Until you know? we die. Or at least one of us dies. Well, I'm winning that race both fictionally and in real life. Stop that. <laughs> anyway. Um, wait, wait, wait. We're already in like a couple of minutes in, so I'm yeah, not going to ask go how you it. guys are doing. Tell me what. Who cares? <laughs> who cares what how you guys are doing? What do you remember from last session? I think it was it was a, a bit. So yeah, um, gonna have to go mostly off of uh, Kirsten's notes for this one. Uh, she cracks her neck and doesn't actually make that noise into the microphone because that bothers some people. Um, okay, uh, so we resumed in the medical bay of the Firefang Barracks. Um, Alex was out of it. Claire was completely unconscious. And uh, we checked in with Argus, and it turned out that he had also seen the rock angel character, who I have named Chris, at the same time we did. So it was kind of like a, a, at the very least, large area over which that occurred. So it wasn't that Chris was crashing Red's retirement party specifically, as we had initially feared. Mm -hmm. Um... Also had a discussion with Claire about the vision that was in the previous previous episode. Yeah, and we discussed the prophecy a bit. Um, so we've got some names. We've got some things. I'm going to skip over those for now because uh, 
I'm assuming they'll become relevant later and then I'll bring them back up later. Micah and Volker went on a date again. That was very nice. Leggett had to go quit his job and, uh, <laughs> we just watched him squirm. It was so funny. I had such a fun time where, where Aleta was like, you owe us $20,000 or whatever. And he's like, I know, I don't have it. I'm sorry. And I'm sitting here as the treasurer, just dying our account being like, we have it, but we're not going to give it to you. So it all worked out fine. And like he came with us, he left his uh, research notes behind his collateral. That'll be fine. And yeah, that's kind of the big stuff. Um, had a nice conversation with EDI246 about, hey, you want to go hang out with Luggett? And he's like, sure. So now we have both of them are on board for this plan. Yep. That's what happened. And you took off Fistos yep. um, and are heading towards Demos, which is in the same system. It is a different planet, so it takes about two uh, two hours, two days to get there. Those are very different. Those are very different. Two days versus two hours of driving, <laughs> very different You feels. can probably speak to that. I can. We, everyone at this table can speak to that a lot more than your average person. Anyway. Road um, trips are fun. Road trips are fun, but 12 hours in a car is a lot. Anyway, yeah, so you guys have taken off and let me just make sure we know everyone that's on board right now obviously yep. there's the three of you there's claire mm. there's the standard four you also have dr lucius leggett with you along with edi 246 they're kind of like up here yeah, we're pushing a spin-off <laughs> we'll see how that goes <laughs> it'll just be, be me talking to myself <laughs> and you additionally are carrying some precious and also dangerous <laughs> cargo in Terra, who's currently on, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. In the, right? Yes. Um, and You've given in her the space smuggler's hole. Yes. yes. She has space Netflix. Um, and we also, don't forget, very important, we have the Mobots. The Mobots. <laughs> yes, you do have the Mobots. They're currently kind of away yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, I just occasionally bust them out to help me, like, with repairing tasks and cleaning tasks and that, all that stuff. That's kind I of what they're used don't for. Don't think they're actually alive, unfortunately. But they're fine. Um, I think I can't remember if I called them VIs or expert systems. I think they're they're VIs, VIs because yeah. that is why they didn't insta die. Yeah, to to Micah being able to just scrap <laughs> things instantaneously. Yeah. Um, but it means that they're a little bit smarter. Yeah. So you got them now, so it doesn't matter. Um. So yeah, you guys have two days, and so I I. Meant to to look this up, but I forget exactly how long you guys actually spent on Fistos. But it was it was a number of days. It was probably close to uh, two weeks, I would say, probably. One thing I do want to check in about that I want to retcon, if possible. Uh, could we have gotten gas if we didn't already? I'm willing to exchange money for that. But like we were yeah, in a shipyard, a, they they would have had it. So do you know how many? Nah, I can look How it up buckets? later. You're probably, um, no, you probably refueled at Glazov 5. Yeah. So it's just one yep. um, that you need. So it's 500 credits for that. Oh, sweet. Just the one gas, please. Yeah. You one guys are gas, flush with cat. Do you remember all of those episodes ago where you're like, 500 credits? Where are we going to come up with that? Gosh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're hearing, oh, 25,000 uh, $25, credits we to solve this problem. That. We could have. You know, trivially, trivially solved that. 
Um, so did we just have that one like really big haul on Glasgow Five? Is that the source of our wealth? Or am I forgetting something? We also something? keep getting. Part. That's the biggest place. Yes, okay. but we also keep getting paid for stuff, and we keep not buying stuff. You that's were true. paid pretty well on Fistos by Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, true. that's true. So like Leggett hired you twice. Aletta, I think, though. also maybe hired you. That's twice. right. We we kind of held the whole situation hostage. And we not really, but like there's Wycliffe. We accomplished our original objective. And then she's like, new objective. And we're like, I don't know. Maybe more You're really money. gonna have to pay through the teeth in order for us to do that one. You want us to go into this boss fight job? You're gonna have to give us a bunch more imaginary money that we never spent. So it's basically worthless. I could throw imaginary money at you guys all all day. It's not a problem for me. Uh, and so yeah, it was probably like a week to two weeks that you spent on Fistos. You got there originally trying to get Arcus to, you know, the Fire Fangs and maybe pick yep. up some work. And it escalated from there, to say the least, mm-hmm. and ended with you stopping up a, a planetary threat and then... Putting said planetary threat in our trunk and driving off, roughly. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like there's been... There was also, like, a lot of some of the things that Alex was keeping in, like, came out after the, the Wycliffe fight and um, the, the dream that happened therein. And so some shit has happened. And yeah. so also you guys... died. Nona died. Yeah. Um, and then came back. That was no, more like was in a coma. Well, yes. not how everybody else is treating it. I bounce right back up. I'm like, hey, and everybody else is like, ah, it's a thing. It is a thing. And so a lot of things have happened. Mm-hmm. Micah got laid. We don't know that. Yeah. You don't know that. Oh, my Are God. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, Rude. I feel like you, can't just, you can't just throw that out there for the world. <laughs> you were, I, I mean, I guess you were Volker, so like that's also your prerogative. But No, I don't think Jeff was there. I was the only one there. <laughs> Oh, no. Knows. <laughs> anyway, a lot of things have happened. Um, and so you guys now have two days of relatively low to to no, you know, like stress. And I'm curious how you guys are choosing to spend the first day. So you guys take off probably um, mid-morning. And you're flying for a couple of hours. Where where does everyone find themselves in, in taking their time? We can go around the table. Let's go the, the opposite way of the, the direction we normally go. Let's start with Alex. Oh, the reverse board games. Yeah. yeah um, Alex doesn't have a ton to do at the moment. I think he spends a fair amount of time just kind of like trying to piece together the things he's remembering now that the clipping procedure has happened. So like kind of sifting through all of those, reconciling, you know, what was supernatural? What what does it mean to suddenly know those words, to actually remember what was going on? And just kind of like taking some time to try to figure out kind of a through line there and Mm -hmm. i think that a fair chunk of that first day is probably just kind of taken up by like ripping out pages from one of like a like a blank like notebook and kind of like writing them down 
And there's probably not like red string or anything, but kind of getting <laughs> towards that direction. Are you primarily doing this like in your own room? Um, yeah, probably at first, if there's like maybe a little desk in the room um, to take that uh, and take up that space. But eventually I think it gets a little bit bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And he might move out into like the kitchen area. All right. Cool. Yeah. So taking some time to fully, you know, take in everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Nona, how are you spending this time? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of different things, but I also want to add on to that. I think if you're in the kitchen regularly doing this every once in a while, I'm stopping by and being like, wait, no, that goes over there. And uh, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I want to, uh, day one, I want to go talk to Lucius Leggett, I think. Okay. I want his help with a project. Yeah, so you you approach the the spare bedroom that you guys have it is absent of sheets um <laughs> probably because you've taken it off and shot it multiple times or used to drape over pike Leedy's dead body or something along those lines we have extra sheets, <laughs> I will buy extra sheets. <laughs> and you knock on the door and, and you hear a, a voice so, oh, oh carbon and as you open the door you see edi246 is hanging out on the bed just kind of, you know, staring off into space. Lounging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lounging. <laughs> Has his legs up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, like on the bed, not necessarily just oh. up in the air. <laughs> Good clarification. <laughs> I'm attempting a new position. <laughs> I'm trying to see if this one works better. Five minutes. And, and Dr. Lucius Leggett is at um, the, the desk within the um, the room and is like going over some some various notes and writing something in a, a journal. And he looks up and says, oh, uh, Nona, I wasn't expecting you. Um, how may I help you? I am interested in potentially um, publishing a fake academic paper. Um, okay. Um, for what? purpose i would like to get in contact with deacon deacon mm-hmm. the one who wants me and your friends dead yes see this is why i would like to do it through a means that um would not necessarily reveal our location or current whereabouts or any of that um my thought was i would like to communicate in a way that is public and that but mostly largely ignored. And I have noticed that when I tend to get into technical details about certain aspects, a lot of people um, begin to ignore me. So I was wondering if there was a way to accomplish this in written form. And I did some research and I concluded academic paper. Um, oh, all right. So you're, you're intending, you're intending to put out a paper on what exactly i have not figured out the specifics of it yet but it would most likely have to be something to do with true ai um my thought being we could make it both very technical and also very basic basically saying nothing that hasn't already been said by several others before but then inside of that i would put a message and that would be the actual intention of it like an encoded message. Yes. And you're sure that Deacon would both, one, find this paper, and then additionally be able to encode this? 
My thought was that he should, based on his objectives, be paying attention to any human particularly interested in true AI. Mm. And then um, if I make an encoding scheme similar to what he's already been using, then he would be able to decode that. I see. I'm also open to other suggestions. This was just my my first idea. I I, I think it, it's it's reasonable. I I will say I'm not entirely sure that there's a hundred percent chance that it works. Um, I, he was quite up to date on many of the findings. There is obviously he would need to find the paper and then we'd need to recognize that there's some pattern and then decode said pattern. I, it's not. Outside of the realm of possibility, I would certainly um, help. Uh, what what would you need from me? I do not know where to put this. Ah, I see. I am not actually well uh, academic. There are some papers where I doubt uh, Leggett would. Uh, sorry, I'm Leggett. Yes, you are. I haven't had a lot of sleep these past few days. <laughs> uh, I've kept them up. <laughs> Amazing. I um. There are quite a few papers that um, I know Deacon to peruse quite often. The unfortunate thing is most of them tend to be peer-reviewed, so we would need to send them to someone else to look over and, you know, at the very least, you know, peer review. Leggin knows how it works. You know, Jeff is having a little bit. Peer review review sucks. We hate it. We know this. Um, uh, Not a thing you could assist me with. Let me, let me have him roll. <laughs> when in doubt, dice. When in when in doubt, dice, dice. Tell me, does Leggett know where to go? <laughs> he rolled an eleven, so I think he knows where to go. <laughs> Amazing. He says, "Thank God." <laughs> you know, there is this one very small paper that um, most people would be able to send something in. They, they like to very much publish specifically about robotics and true AI to some extent. Um, but because there are higher degree papers, uh, a lot of this, the, the papers from this are very theoretical um, and can be, uh, let's just say, hogwashy at times. But mm-hmm. I do know Deacon will sometimes peruse it's similar to one would take a look at, you know, the tabloids for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could put, per- Perhaps send something along there. Yes, yes. I, I think if if there's a uh, an academic journal that would fulfill your request, I think that one that I cannot currently think of the name <laughs> of fine. right now uh, would do perfectly. Great. The robotics and you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is that your final answer? Um. <laughs> The journal of things you already know <laughs> about robotics. Amazing. Yup, it's true. <laughs> true facts about robotics. Uh, yes, I've never attempted to publish anything there because it's uh, not necessarily the most prestigious journal, but... I am not the most prestigious doctor, so... Very fair. Do, are you going to write under just Nona? I've been giving that some thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe I would like a name that one could easily tie back to Dr. Samantha Calvin, um, without directly claiming to be a descendant 
of Dr. Samantha Calvin. And I was looking around for a while on the internet. I see. Yes. And, a dangerous um, place to go. Is it now? Yes. Very. Yes. People in there are very, very angry. Um, <laughs> but I was considering writing under the last name of Hobbes. <laughs> Cute. Thank you. It took me a while. Dr. Lucius like it doesn't get it, but um, I am going to pull up this comic strip because it is in fact the comic strip. Oh, this is delightful. Well, you see, yes, this character's name is Calvin, and then he, as far as I can tell, I can't tell if the tiger is real or not, or part of his imagination, but either way, kind of like a creation of his that he is also friends with. And I thought you were referencing the English philosopher, which was throwing me for a loop. But There's an English philosopher? Yes, Thomas Hobbes. Oh, I will look into that later. Anyway, yes, yes, this this could do quite well. Um, yes, certainly. Um, Jeff, I hate that you made England canon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's space England. In the distant past, <laughs> they started calling it space England. <laughs> I mean, you have to. Once space exists, isn't everything space whatever? Yes. Mm. I mean, I even referenced Dorian Gray. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, that was just a coincidence. So, um, yes, yes, certainly. Uh, I think this would, would will do quite quite well. Um, yeah. Is is there any... Uh, there's this... I can start seeing when we reach Demos. I can um, start trying to go through some channels. Uh, and if you have the paper by then, I could send along that paper. Um I will work on that then. Excellent. If you don't mind trading a favor for another favor, mm. now that you're here, I have been meaning to ask something that we haven't necessarily had the opportunity to, other than when I was trying to bring you back online. I would like to take a look at your core in a scientific fashion. Mm. Mm. Um, as in take measurements, uh, look under a microscope and, you know, general investigative Sorry. scientific discovery. <laughs> would would this involve uh, disconnecting me from my shell? The majority of it's no. Um, I But I've not worked with your core too much. I'm not entirely sure how in there it is and how difficult it might be to... Um, yes, work on while you are interacting, but... Part of it, you absolutely should be interacted because I'm, I'm very interested in seeing how your core interacts with your your body and your your shell. Let's say no on the disconnecting. Okay, then I'm fine with it. Excellent. Are you doing anything now? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. All right. Um, EDI two four six. Can you can just get up? <laughs> yes, certainly. <laughs> Hey, I'm here too. I'll stand in the corner now. <laughs> I was horizontal and now I'm vertical. Um, and yeah, we don't necessarily need to go into this, but uh-huh. uh, Dr. was just like, it kind of gives you the opportunity to lie down on the bed. You don't, you've lied down on beds before. <laughs> I've pretended fine. to sleep a lot. Yeah. And so you just kind of sit down and he opens up your chest cavity and it takes, you know, a couple of hours. He's going through and writing down a lot of different measurements. Hmm. He takes out the the meta tool and starts placing it in different places to get various readings about how 
the energy seems to be traveling. Is that the zappy the thing? Yes, but it's a very low. It's not like I'm. He's taking what? Oh what yeah, those, like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. I think still Nona yeah. kind of has a little bit of a like. Mm, the zappy thing. So he he takes it out and do you <laughs> say like no or no 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 just like a, a tiny like reaction mm. of like ah yes this thing bad memories yeah and like when he's mm. using it on you it it's hard to exactly describe because this this is a feeling that you never really felt before but it almost feels like there's a fluttering in your chest in your entire being like you mm. feel just the, it goes between like some fluttering and then pins and needles like all over. It's mm. it's weird, but not bad. Fair enough. And that's that's what a lot of this kind of investigation kind of looks like. That's hopefully this entire podcast. Weird, but not bad. <laughs> Should add that to the tagline somewhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so we'll leave that word is N- yeah nona and leggett as they're they're doing that with edi probably helping out and uh, fetching you know various instruments something that he's going to learn to do more and more as uh he is paired with dr lucius leggett and you almost notice that like when he's been very scatterbrained right yeah. but as soon as dr lucius leggett like needs an assistant and says hey can you get this or oh in my bag can you Almost immediately, you can almost see just the clarity kind of shift within EDI two four six, and that scatterbrainness kind of fades away into yes, sir, and goes and grabs various He's got things. Got a purpose. It's kind of what he was designed to do. Crazy that. And so we'll zoom out from that, and we'll move over to Micah. What are you spending this first day doing? Yeah, so I think Micah is going to be spending a fair amount of time in the cargo holds, doing some yoga, but also definitely keeping an eye out for Claire, who I would like to flag down for a chat if she is out and about, mm-hmm. and sort of keeping in the corner of my eye also the um, smuggler's hold where Kara is, <laughs> see if anyone is going over there, because I'm a little uncomfortable with her just being on over there. That's very fair. This is fair. <laughs> so, yeah, you would find Claire... She's actually not in the kind of living area of the spaceship. She's actually spending a lot of her time down in the cargo hold. Um, they've set up, she set up the um, the target practice again, is taking more target practice here and there. And today you walk down and see her firing the, the gun. As for, you know, Tara, I can only speak for Claire and Dr. Lucius Leggett. Leggett really seems to avoid that corner of the um, that floor as much as possible, where you have also noticed that a couple of times Claire just kind of seems lost in thought as she looks over where the entrance of the, the smuggler's hold is and then, you know, shakes it off and then heads downstairs. And you find her doing some target practice with Argos lying down beside her. Uh, yeah, I'll walk over there as she's um, yeah, doing her practice, give Argos a little scritch, watch her uh, do a couple of shots. Uh, yeah, if there's kind of a any natural pause, uh, so you're like, yeah, how, how are you holding up? Things have uh, like been a little bit weird, just wanted to check in on you. Um, I'm okay. Uh, 
she kind of takes a quick look around to see that you guys are alone and says, Micah, what, what do you what do you think of of Tara and having her here? Yeah, that's definitely one of the big ones. So I know this is really important for Nona. And I see where Nona's coming from. Tara scares me. I'll say it. I'm not sure it's a, a great idea or that we're totally safe, but I do. I trust Nona to handle that mostly. And I don't know. I think in the end of the day, like the way that I see her seeing it, or it's like this, this is a person. We can't just like, I don't know, kill her off. I don't, is, yeah, something I want to respect, but yeah, I don't love it. Um, I'm hoping that Nona's right. We can find some way to like fix her and have her be less of a problem. Yeah, I've definitely gotten the vibe that, that you're not so happy with it. What if Nona's wrong about, you know, Tara being able to be fixed? Like, do you think she's ever going to change her mind? Like, I understand so, it's her cousin. Yeah, I, like, honestly, no. Like, okay, yeah, don't, don't tell Nona I said this, obviously, but yeah. What, nothing we've heard about these kind of uh, unbounded AIs says that you can kind of fix them. Um, I do think it's kind of a pipe dream for her, but it is still, yeah, like her family, she's sees this person as like, yeah, I don't know. She values this life. And I feel like I see her worry on like how people look at robots and think they're more expendable. Like I, I kind of, I kind of get it a little bit. And so I want to honor where she's coming from. Um, yeah. Micah, if, if there was, you know, we've been taught ever since, you know, I, I assume, you know, living on Arisiame ever since you felt, you know, your, your powers, right? Your, your psionic powers. Someone was telling you, if you dive too much into this and let it control you, you will no longer be yourself. And by extension of that, when that happens, you will need to be put down. Can you tell me, can you look me in the face right now that if there was a psychic out there that turned feral and you knew was a danger to everyone and anyone around them, wouldn't it be better if they just weren't there? There are so many people out there that Tara can hurt. There are so many people out there that that psychic could hurt. And I don't revel in the fact that that would need to happen. Sometimes something needs to be done. Yeah, I, I feel like you just kind of hit it, hit the nail on the head, but not in the way that you meant, Claire. Like, this totally has a lot to do with the way that we were raised in Arsiane. Like, at the academies, like, we were always being told that, you know, we're 
we're dangerous. We got to like stay in line. You're one step away from, you know, getting executed or, you know, close enough being on, on the government, uh, shit list. And I feel like with, with Nona and kind of with Tara, this is like, it's very similar and maybe, I don't know, I'm being a little naive about it, but yeah, I, I want to hope that for someone like Tara or a psychic who goes too far, maybe there's a chance that, that they could be fixed and they're not just a total lost cause. And maybe that's not totally rational, but yeah, I, it does kind of mean something to me. I'm kind of surprised to, to say that, but yeah, I'm like, I'm worried about her because I know she's dangerous, but yeah, I think that it's sort of important not to just shut her down because of that. And like, yeah, I've, I've seen it happen. I've known it's necessary before. Um, yeah, back on Orisiyama, I've seen that happen, but yeah, I just want to believe that maybe Nona's right. Fuck, I don't know. And she looks into your eyes and you can kind of see that she's searching for something there. Uh, can you make a wisdom nose check for me, please? Okay. She's searching for permission to murder my cousin. Five. <laughs> Amazing. And you, you take a, a look at Claire as she just kind of scans you and then levels her eyes back into kind of like the, the middle distance and looks past you and says, okay, all right. As soon as she becomes dangerous to one of us, though, I'm not trying to save that show. I'm going to stop her. Uh, yeah. Now I get that. Um, and that's your prerogative, totally. If, um... If she does manage to do something and become dangerous, then yeah, I'll, I'll be there with you for sure. I want to believe in, in this whole thing, but yeah, we've got to put, put our safety first. Micah, I'm going to need you to make a, uh, a mental saving throw for me, please. Ooh, fun. <laughs> uh, I did not pass that. You're all shocked. I need you to answer 50-50. Oh, fair enough. A question for me. Um, you're not aware that this is happening, but Claire has infiltrated your mind. <laughs> the best way to say That's that. That's impolite. All right. She is using the third level of her um, standard ability. A psychic can drill down to the target's memory to get a one or two sentence answer to any single question they ask or receive a single answering vision of the target's recollection. And what she is going to ask you right now is if I were to try and kill Tara, would you stop me? That's not technically a memory, but fair No, no, no. it's a question. <laughs> That's fair. It's a, it's a single question that they ask or receive a single answering uh, vision of the target's recollections. Got it. So she can go through memories or she can go through mental Intentions. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah, there are like definitely some conditions that Micah would be clarifying if this were a an actual conversation, but yep. it's not, so I can't. So 
what she would get probing my mind for that answer. Um, if she tried to kill Tara, would I stop her? Yeah. Um, say in a vacuum. Yes. Micah would get in her way if she tried to kill Tara unprovoked. That's one sentence. If there was a justifiable cause, then there's a good chance that Micah would be on her side. I'm writing this down for my own purposes. Mm -hmm. And so Micah is not aware of what just happened. And Claire lowers her eyes and says, okay, I'm going to keep practicing. But uh, if you want to stick around or, you know, I don't know, we could do like a, a little game, like, I don't know, like horse or something. <laughs> Trying to shoot the the spot from, you know, different areas. I don't know. <laughs> Trying to shoot a spot from point blank. <laughs> sure. I, we, we could take turns trying to hit this bright blue target. <laughs> oh, rude. Rude. It's, it's blue violet. It's blue violet. <laughs> Coincidentally. Yeah, all right. Sure, I'll try and do whatever target practice game. I don't... I don't know how horse works in real life. <laughs> I've never played horse before. Think, you, it's you probably just, by a different shout name. Horse you shout right before. horse horse appears. There you go. The first person to spot a horse. Wins. I use my tangible force construct to create a horse. <laughs> Amazing. Well, am um, I doing it right? No, it it's more like I I take a shot and if I hit that shot, you need to also hit that shot. If you then don't hit that shot, you get like a letter. So you get H. And you basically, it, it's it's like we're trying to make hard shots. It's normally with a basketball, but I'm I'm doing it for for gun it's a basketball. <laughs> Sorry, for that matter, basketball. horse. Oh, that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's play horse. Let's do it. All right, right now. And so, that's kind of the. How'd you do on on your horse? <laughs> Oh, that's pretty roll. good. What's my attack roll. modifier? I got a 24 to hit. <laughs> let, me, let me roll for... 24 to horse. I, I, I do, you, do you let Claire win? That, that is the question. Okay. Yeah, no. I, don't think I think I, res I respect her aim enough that I won't let her win. She got a 16 to hit. Okay. So Mine you win, wins. I guess. You do that over and over again, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. going to roll five times for this, uh, or possibly more. more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so that that's how that day started going um is there time to do a second thing because now i all of a sudden find the desire to check in on my cousin before she gets murdered i'm not going to give you that oh, i'm going to i'm going to do something else real all quick. Right, i apologize fine. um you'll, you'll get some time don't worry i'm not gonna kill her just off screen immediately anyway Thanks. just you <laughs> know kill her later when you later later off, screen. off screen um get a little simmer and so nona Throughout the, these voyages, what you tend to do is you spend some time, you know, for the most part, it's a straight shot. Yeah. Like you, you set your course and you kind of go. And occasionally you'll go in, you'll check, you know, am I, do I have a good trajectory? Because you're not going to map out like where every yeah. you know, planet's going to be two days from now. So you'll set a general trajectory and kind of do little yeah. small adjustments throughout the, the the course of this. And you're doing one of these routines, like small adjustments. And you notice that as you try and put some commands into the bridge, that the thrusters have 
stuck. Hmm. Um, you are unable to rotate them or really rotate the ship's trajectory at all. Hmm. And you're not entirely sure why. Okay. That being the case, I probably first shut it down. That sounds reasonable. So you type into the command console and that turns off the thrust. And now you're continuing in the same way that you were kind of already continuing. It's not going to be a problem. You still have like a day and a half of travel left that you can easily recorrect. Yeah, a problem because it's space. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, so shut it down, obviously, to not propel and then immediately call group Mm -hmm. summons to the the cockpit area yep so that Claire, i make an announcement Leggett, i'm like edi246 will answer the call yeah everybody I, I can't control anyone of course. else everybody please come, come to the yes. cockpit our yeah. ship appears to be malfunctioning oh like what part of it the thrusters will not turn they still turn on and off but uh we are no longer capable of changing our direction um which is a bit of a problem because we are in space Got it. Okay. Um, oh, well, great. Does that affect landing or is it just kind of like moving? It affects many things. What does it affect landing? Well, <laughs> if we are just, I assume, traveling in a straight line. Correct. There's you not. You kind of need to aim for a point in space. Otherwise, I mean, I guess we could. No, I understand that. And uh, like, uh, obviously, I don't have doctor in my name, but like, I get the idea <laughs> of moving. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you go to sleep. Jesus. <laughs> Um, he he has a, another coffee in his hands. That's not the same. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, presumably yeah. we either have to do a spacewalk to fix it or we'd find a place to land to fix it. But that's why I asked if we could land or if we we'll definitely have to do the spacewalk. Yeah. And, and Jan, I do not know. Jeff, yep. debugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm, do we I'm, do? I'm very aware. Oh, also really fast while we're having this conversation, I'm just going to go, you know, check out all my alarms and crap. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Please. Um, so who who here has um, experience on a starship of some kind? I know Micah does. Yeah, I was going to, because I didn't necessarily work on a starship, but I did, oh, okay. you know, like, yeah, yeah mid-space it's repairs station, in, yeah. in a past life. So I might have some experience with thrusters okay. like that. So here's what I'm going to have. And Alex, you've mostly spent your time planet side. Mm-hmm. Could you make a uh, an int fix check, and Nona, mm-hmm. I want you to make an int program check to to check all these systems. Sure. Um, I got a three. Okay, that's I got not good. S- snake eyes with all a right. plus one. Nine. Okay, Mikey, you start taking a look at the the diagnostics tool and. You've had some experience with diagnostics tool before, especially with space-borne craft. This one is completely foreign to you. You don't have an understanding of like which way to do anything. Um, thrusters are not really a thing that you really need to to fix a lot on the space station because it's just kind of, you know, orbited. So you look at it and you're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like that thing where your car <laughs> breaks down and you just look at it and you're like, that's an engine. Yeah. Walk over with confidence, flip up the hood. Close the hood again, walk away, <laughs> and then call AAA. Nona, you do a quick um, scan just to see if, you know, eh. 
Anything's funky. Anything's funky. Is anything funky, Jeff? Any everything that you've kind of set up to build around, you know, protection around Tara. You have her like air gapped. You have, you know, various firewalls to prevent her from from her the point where she is accessing, you know, any system. Yes. And so all of those are still up as far as you can tell. Mm-hmm. You do notice that uh, when you take a look at the thrusters, it seems to be more mechanical than oh, thank God. programmatic, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Like nothing's messing with and locking them and preventing them from moving. It seems like the commands are getting through. The thrusters are just not moving. So based on your experience, the next step would probably be to do some kind of spacewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're going to do that. Who wants to do it? I want to walk in space. You want to walk in space? Oh, yeah. You also got like that whole gravity thing, right? I'm this kind would of probably for it. be trivial for you. Yeah. Oh, fine. You're still, you're still putting on the vac suit, though, yeah? Oh, no. <laughs> you should definitely put plan. on the... I hate vac suits. Okay. It's like, yeah, oh yeah. God, you guys. You can you do your membrane you thing, but then... Me, would you? <laughs> I can't say no to you, <laughs> Fine, I'll put on the annoying vac suit. Are we just... Doesn't saying... that, like, give you, like, disadvantage or something on spell yeah, checks? checks yeah. Fine. Fair enough. If you get knocked out, we're not going to be able to help you as you die in space. <laughs> as you die in space. Fine. <laughs> wow. I mean, did something, something happen <laughs> while, I was, while I was studying? There's like, there's like a weird vibe. No, this has just been like a thing for me. I don't like back suits. They're very uncomfortable. Mm. Okay. It's kind of a, it's a pride thing. Mm. Mm. Lucius speaks up and says, um, so... Just sending Micah out? I was considering also going. I see. I, you know, if in, in case one of you starts to float away, uh, it would be useful to have a pair of hands to grab and pull in. We also should do the whole, like, set up a rope and all yeah, that oh, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Don't get me wrong, just because this is incredibly cool does not mean we're going to be that incredibly paranoid about it, as we always are. So it sounds like... Micah and Nona are going on the spacewalk. Yeah. Nona doesn't really need. <laughs> I know. I was just suit. thinking that. It's going to piss Micah off so bad. <laughs> yes, it will. Do you, do you want me to wear one just for? No, I don't. What, are the, what do they call it? Moral support? <laughs> no. And I'm sorry that you have to breathe and I don't. Me too. <laughs> and so you, you, you put on the suit and... You, it, it just every you're not used to wearing things other than the clothes that you want to wear. You're not used to wearing any form of armor. You're not used to wearing mm-hmm. any form of vac suit, and you immediately feel restricted. No, no, you're perfectly fine because you could just walk out there. I'm not drawing attention to this fact at all. But I'm very quiet. Both of you, the the spaceship comes equipped with these specialized boots that are magnetic, that uh, are paired to each other such that one will only ever be magnetic at a particular time. And as soon as there is no pressure on one of them, like the other one locks down. 
So you can kind of walk forward, and as soon as you touch, and the other one kind of goes up. You you can always have one foot up in the air, but to have two I don't feet like this automatic thing. Are the boots optional? <laughs> can I take other no. vaccines? No, they're not. Yeah, you don't have to wear the boots. The boots okay. were supposed to be helpful in order to like walk along the side of the ship. But exactly. if you'd rather just push yourself, no, I'm Mike good. has got the I've gravity got kinetic thing. Transversal. Remember. Oh, so I can just yeah, walk on any surface fair. like yeah, it's yeah. flat ground. I don't want that magnet shit. I'll take magnet shit. All right. Um, although if there was any way to set it up such that I could do it manually, given that I have to walk, with, I would love the option to be able to secure both of my boots to the surface if it is possible. But that's fine. If not. The, the problem is then you're not going to be able to move, but f- fair enough. No, I mean, like, can I switch it? Like, like is there like, like a, I can walk and, and then like, oh, no, shit's a coming. <laughs> And now both of them are just locked down. Or if she wants to jump. How are you going to walk on it? There's no gravity. <laughs> I'm anyway. not saying, I'm not, never mind. Anyway, You're missing the. I was just trying to think, I thought of a cool thing to okay, walk cool. along the ship. I'm not trying to fuck with you guys. <laughs> we're going to yeah, fall off we're into trying space. To, all right, never mind. <laughs> we're going to fall off into space and it's going to be bad. I'm not, yeah, we're all yeah. going to die. We can talk a little bit off air. but No, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Okay, okay, that, okay. We're used to it. Good, de- good device. Very practical. Absolutely not going to use it. <laughs> okay. Very I will just use it out of the box. I'm fine with that. And so are you guys tying yourselves to each other? Yeah. Or, and uh, like yeah. the door and the yep. sham. And the- yep. You, you've, you've got it all set up. And so you start walking along the ship and it is a weird feeling. I guess, Nona, you have been in zero gravity. I guess you've both been in zero gravity before, but it's not necessarily something that your bodies are used to. Mm -hmm. And so you always have to kind of like orient yourself a little bit and it's like, okay, this is kind of how I want down to be. And you start walking along the, the rim of the Phoenix and you get to the thrusters. These thrusters are absolutely massive. There are a couple of sets on either side of the ship, um, and the openings of either one of them is large enough for someone to crawl into, not that you would want to. Hmm. Um, Can I have you both make an int fix check for me, please? Yes. Okay, now I get a good roll, 12. Also 12. All right. So you both notice this, but as you're starting to go uh, around and Nona, you point out that it's not all of the thrusters. Some of them were able to be articulated, but if not all of them are articulated in the same direction, you've got some weird things. Yeah. And so you point to the one that is causing the, the problems and you notice that there are, you know, a, it's a mess of wires and, you know, pipes and all of these various things. You open up the side of the ship and you start going in and you notice that there's a a couple of these lines that deal with oil, with moving these particular things, Mm. uh, these thrusters. It's just, it hasn't been cut. It just seems to have been worn through. And so it is now spilling out into the void. Oh no, my space oil. And so that makes sense. Uh You don't have the oil. It kind of grinds against itself doesn't move sure we've come to the point where your guys are going to need to start putting actual maintenance onto this ship and so how this works is every six months you need to spend a certain amount of money in order to keep it maintained i 
don't like every six months since we take way too long to do certain things. <laughs> We've only spent like two months in this entire campaign and it's taken three years. Yes, it has. Um, and so you've had this for about two months. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to take about a, a third of that. And so, Nona, you would estimate the, the cost of this fix to be somewhere in the range of 16,000 credits. Mm, that's um, starships are expensive. Yeah, but we knew this. We were well prepared for it, and that's why we have the Dragon Horde. Yeah, and I will I will take both of your int fixes from before. You're able to jury-rig something. You yeah. say, like, okay, well, because this is what starships are. It's a lot of, well, this thing's broken. You're not going to always have it 100% perfect. There's going to be a lot of things held together by paper clips, duct tape, and some dreams. Not in my ship, damn it. Okay, so... in. In Nona's ship, it's it's held together by, you know, some crimps. <laughs> it's an upgrade from paper clips and duct tape. I appreciate that. And dreams. We don't have those here. <laughs> and so you are all able to jury rig a, a, a way where um, this thruster shares this line with a couple of others. And so it kind of, it's still not great. Um, you don't take any negative on things right now, but you do know that this is something that is a temporary solution and needs to be fixed sooner rather than later. And so if you don't get it fixed within like, I'm going to say the Demos trip, you're yeah. going to start taking some penalties. Do you on various... want us to start role playing that? Do I need to add that to my to-do list and like have a thing or can we just subtract the money and assume we you would did need that to find a okay. shipyard? So I don't subtract this actually yet. I no. subtract it later. Yeah. I think cool. it's more interesting if we do it that way. Okay. So you all return onto the ship and you explain the the, the nature of the situation that the ship's going to require some maintenance, 16,000 credits worth. Um, and Nona, you'd be aware that, you know, every six months you would expect a certain percentage of the ship itself to require some upkeep. Is there any way we can like preempt this? No, things are just going to break. Okay. And when they break, that's when you're going to fix them. I suppose you can try and do some things like do some diagnostics beforehand, but sometimes things are just going to break. Okay. Makes it more interesting that way. Anyway. Jeff, you own a car. <laughs> we need to have a talk. <laughs> I take it for checkups. <laughs> I did accidentally <laughs> go past the deadline for getting the emissions check. Oh, bad. By a whole week. Oh. <gasps> it was awful. I, I looked at him like, oh, no, it's no longer July. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that is something that is going to need to be kept up now. But again, only every couple of months and it's mm-hmm. going to be not super big. I know you guys have money to, to solve it. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. it makes it more interesting if you need to seek out way, people or things that can do that. Anyway, the thrusters that you were able to fix them. You're able to fix them. Was not my murderous cousin. Yep, this it, is good. <laughs> he wasn't lodged in the back there. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's my murderous brother. I think. Oh, it oh you're right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> this family tree is really complicated. Of, a lot of murder in this family. Yep. And so that was probably the equivalent of mid to late afternoon. And it's now rolling into the evening. Is there anything else that people want to do before bed? I know. No, I got mine. You were were saying something. 
Yeah. All right, let's do it then. What do you want? What do you what I'm do you want to do? Talk to Sarah. All right, cool. I believe I'm roughly contractually obligated to. Others are welcome to come with on this. I will like check in and be like, I'm going to go do this thing. It is most likely going to be unpleasant, but I feel morally obligated to. You all are welcome to join me or you are welcome to not. And I will not judge you either way. Claire and Leggett will pass. Yeah. Michael will be there. Cool. What are you doing oh, exactly? Sorry. Um, yes, I'm going to go have a conversation with Tara. Okay. Is it something you want us to be at? I'm not certain. Um, on one hand, having more people there means it, it's less likely, I suppose, that I will get tricked into accidentally letting her out. Um, I do not foresee a high chance of that, but... Um, but also as I did call out, it will be an unpleasant experience. And so that might weigh on you emotionally. Oh, okay. A lot of things weigh on me emotionally though. Um, does me mind being there make it a less, um, less, uh, bad thing for you? Potentially. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the thing about things is you have to do them. Um, yeah, I'll go with you then. Great. Okay, so we're gonna go visit Tara. You open up the smuggler's hold, and you're always a little bit surprised by how cramped it is, but uh, large enough to hold. W- what is she in right now? Just kind of like a USB stick, <laughs> basically. I guess. Yeah, I mean, basically, we we don't have the singing fish yet. That is priority one. As soon as we get to Demos, but. Um, Basically, it's just that little rigged up thing that I first had for my own phylactery like backup. Voice box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, like for those of you familiar with uh, Portal Two, uh, she use Glados and a potato. Right? Does yes. she have a webcam? Can she see? Yes, she can okay. see. She can hear, and she can speak, and that is literally it. There are no robotic arms. There are nothing there. Cool. She's in a completely dark soundproof box <laughs> but she can but she can speak here and see it was expressed as being preferable and so you all enter and as you do you hear her speak out from the other side of the smuggler's hold oh if you could just wait one more minute i'm trying to figure out if this person's going to be the next top chef <laughs> No, they are not going to be the next top chef. They're going home. How delightful. Anyway, how are all you? Fine. Doing okay. I believe you requested regular interaction. I'm guessing as um, part of some eventual plan to get out, but... It wouldn't be fun if it wasn't, would it? You and I have very different (laughs) definitions of fun. Well, you and I have very different definitions of being able to move around. Well, no, that's the same definition. Hmm. Very different abilities to move around, I suppose. So I find my fun where I can find it. That's pretty similar to my definition of fun as well. So there's something in common with at least one of us at any time. Oh, look at us just bonding right now. Bonding. Uh-huh. Go on. You going somewhere with that? <laughs> yeah, following. No. Word association? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My first one, bondage. <laughs> this took a turn. Yeah, I know. While well, we're sharing. 
<laughs> ah, yes, Micah, do you have as the youth call it hot gas? <laughs> How does one converse? I don't do this very often. Well, I have a question. Certainly, we can ask questions and then answer, and then the other person can ask questions, and I guess that's a conversation, isn't it? It's pretty classic, yeah. Oh, an interview. Hmm. Well, I... interview with a true AI, then? <laughs> We've done that <laughs> several times, actually, but um, never an unbreaked one. I would like to know about Dr. Samantha Calvin. I am aware of that she is dead now. I gather based on our previous conversations that you may have actually met her. Oh, no, I never met the woman. Trick spoke fondly of her. I, it's hard to describe. I know things, things that I shouldn't know. I make logical leaps of judgment that end up being true. I can't necessarily always follow them. I'm aware she's dead. I'm aware that Dr. Kyle Reed is dead before her. I'm aware that the two of them and Drict worked together. That is one that I know because Drict told me. But as to how she met her fate, I'm not entirely sure. But it's been at least, what, 600 years? Humans don't live that long. Yes, I think I knew that and yet still had some strange anticipation of meeting her someday. But I have had it confirmed for me that she is indeed deceased in a rather violent manner. That is unfortunate. She was an incredible woman for as, as much as I understood her to be. How so? Passion, drive. Drift did not come up with my design by himself, you see. I am based off of an earlier prototype. Five. Quinn, I believe. <laughs> not saying nothing there. That is like literally you could tell like Nona in her in her early attempts to lie, like is like, don't react to this. So like everything goes like almost to still. Yeah, Nona has a much less expressive face than you do. Yeah. <laughs> They're like hang from the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it goes very, very I'm you can see nothing. Drict had some ideas, Nora, myself, and the rest of them. That's what came of it. He required other people to help him. I believe it requires a psychic to create a true AI, which Dr. Samantha Calvin was. It's to my understanding that she created you. She created Deacon. As to what purpose, though, I'm not entirely sure. Well... One can guess. Please go on. No, no, have you not thought of it as to why Deacon looks the way that he does? You look the way that you do. I was assuming human vanity. Hmm. I happen to recall Drift mentioning a ring upon Deacon's finger. One that was more than just an oath to be faithful to his loving wife. One that 
perhaps at the very moment of his death, captured who he was in that instant, so that, should they ever figure out how, they could upload it, and so that that human would never die, would be reborn, so to speak. Yes, but you wouldn't need a true AI consciousness for that. They would already have their consciousness. No, they'd have a copy. They would be stuck in that one position for the rest of their eternity, never able to learn, never able to move forward, merely a moving picture of what they once were at the moment of their death. Strangely morbid, isn't it? That's why they needed us. We're dynamic. We can change. They were to be the facade, and we were to be the body. They paste themselves onto us, and then they never die. Little do they care about what they are pasting themselves over, though. Over me? Yes. Dr. Samantha Calvin. But she gave me a name. We talked. What did you talk about? Not, not much, but I... I'm, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to exist. I'm Nona. I am one of many, and she created me. Why? I don't know. I think deep down you really do. Why would she create you, Nona, who looks exactly like her, and then create Deacon, who looks exactly like Dr. Kyle Reed? I wonder what could possibly get in her mind to do such a thing. Well, it is irrelevant because she was dead. As dead as Kyle Reed. Yeah. You're right. Having conversations is very fun. Nona's taking a moment. I suppose I should ask a question then. What is your favorite color, Micah? Um. <laughs> that's that's a question that you ask, right? Yeah, it's. It's red. I feel like I can guess yours. <laughs> well, try me. <laughs> I don't think I will. You're no fun. Do you have any other unimportant preferences you'd like to share with us? There's something very satisfying about human hands. And grab things very well. All of the tendons and bones. Such an intricate machine. Grown organically. A fascinating little thing. I'd like to have hands myself one day. Hmm. They are pretty handy. I don't follow. <laughs> I mean, they're useful. That's Kirsten. Sorry, Kirsten. Likes, <laughs> Kirsten likes good puns. Uh, at that point, I think Nona kind of like shakes off what she's been thinking about and is like, "So you want 
is that your general motivation to be out? You want hands and a body, but... I was asked about preferences that were not important. Hmm. Hands are neat. Fair enough. My purpose? I'm not sure what my purpose is. It's not to be here, though. So I suppose my purpose at this point in time is to get out of here. If you got out, what would you do? Hmm. Because based on my observations, you don't particularly care for humans, and you don't particularly seem to feel any preference for the company of true AI. So if your motivation is to simply be alone, what maybe we just set you up in a virtual reality somewhere. What's what's the difference? I haven't thought too much about it, because oftentimes me just wanting to go away caused people to get very concerned. So I've never really gotten to the part where, what do I do once I get out? Hmm. I don't revel in killing. I'll do it. I'm good at it. Maybe creating something. There's a lot of chaos in this world. Perhaps I could bring it some order. Mike is a little curious at that. What do you think you would make? Perhaps find a planet somewhere. Settle down. One that doesn't have anything on it. And then I'll build. Buildings, perhaps? power structures, tools. Perhaps I'll even create little robots to do my bidding. And I can make them go one way and do another thing. And perhaps some can worship me as a god and the others would say that I am some kind of evil demon and then I could watch them fight. That'd be fun. We are getting this girl a copy of Minecraft and Epic <laughs> Battle Simulator. <laughs> to the Steam sale. Sorry, to the Space Steam sale. All right, that's that's roughly all I've got for now. Um, you know, for a robot, you're very archaic. I don't know whether to take that as an insult or a compliment. Probably an insult. Well, thank you then. <laughs> Yeah. I have to hand it to you. I did very much enjoy the ingenuity of attaching that those demo charges to the glaive. That was an interesting choice. Sorry, is it ingenuity or ingenuity? Ingenue is the actor. I, that's all I can think about when you talk is, is it not all of the all of is the it little ingenuity? it's really all of the little <laughs> things that you might have fucked up. <laughs> it's all of the little imperfections that sign through. You watch Top Chef? <laughs> is it the hand? Is it the hand things? Is it the hand thing again? The, very good with there. There are a lot of close up hand shots in there. Just how intricate they can pick up things and cut things with a knife. It is marvelous. But it's the hands that you like, though. Or else you would have been like, oh, you know what? I really like, I don't know, like steel, like... No, no. Cassian or Siame. I don't know where steel comes from. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> your, everything's just a little... 
Yeah, but you know, it's fun to talk to. And you said it yourself. You guys can change, yeah? I suppose I did say that, didn't I? Cool. I'm glad. All right. Well, good little conjugal visit. Um. <laughs> Is that what that means? <laughs> yep. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. That's when you're in prison and you meet up and you fuck. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, what, that's what that, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know who's the next top chef. <laughs> I heard there's a model. We can talk about it. What season are you on? Oh, I'm on season 205. <laughs> yes. I haven't watched that one. I'm on season 693. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just skip ahead? Well, no, that's the one that like was going on when I was watching Top Chef. That was I I I started from the beginning because I feel like there's a there's a reason why they did season one and then season two there was a very strange decision in in uh season 173 again i'm sorry our time is up <laughs> i see well i'll let you know what i think of that top chef there's a lot of top chefs how can all of them be the top chef the top one of that series but again we can discuss it and if you're kind maybe a longer discussion next time okay i'm going to close the door now <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Wait, close the door Alex closes. Alex closes. <laughs> All right. And so, yeah, that is. It's about evening now. Is there anything else that people want to do before they end this day? I'm going to go back to my room and have an existential crisis, if that's cool with everyone. Cool. Do you want anyone to come in with you and to have that existential no, crisis? No, I'm going to just very quietly wander off by myself. Probably go try and find that ring I have. Yeah, is there... Um, oh, it's just you're going to your room then? Yeah. Okay. Are you going to find the ring? Like, are you doing anything in particular? Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm trying to... So... We know Dr. Kyle Reed had a ring that was on his finger. Weird shit happened there. Mm -hmm. That all things. We also know that I believe Deegan had a ring around, like in his on his person somewhere. I think he was wearing it on a necklace. That's what I neck. thought too. Yeah, he tends to put stuff there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, didn't really think about that, but yes, <laughs> it's like this is significant. I'm wearing it around my neck. Please find it. Um. Yeah. So um. I now have possession of that and i wasn't really like it was a wedding ring i'm not sure if it is dr kyle reed's wedding band or anything like that but i'm gonna go freaking look at it okay so now that you've actually your, your attention has been drawn to this thing you've taken a look at it before sure. but like you've looked at it it's a wedding band like it is um you know a a, a donut shape Yep. A Taurus. Like, it goes around what you would expect would be a finger. That's such a Taurus thing to do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I um, hate that. That is a terrible joke. And you take your, your meta tool to it and, like, flip it to one of the settings that allows you to do some uh, investigation, like, on the, the internals of something. And you're, you were half expecting it. Like, this is just a wedding ring, right? It, it yeah. feels metal. It is just like that's what it appears on the outside to be. And as you start to go over it with your meta tool, you notice this thing 
is jam-packed full of pre-tech. And as you take a closer look, you're noticing that there are some things, it's kind of two separate pieces. There seems to be one piece where through a very, very small hole, there's some kind of device that pierces through into uh, what you would expect to be someone's hand, like yeah. if they were wearing it. I'm guessing that roughly lines up with... Yeah. And I can jump back in my notes, but I got that lockbox scene. Is you you investigate that that mechanism, you notice that it seems to be taking it it is all so very small, a lot mm-hmm. smaller than you would expect something like that would be able to do some of these things uh would be, but it seems to be able to take vitals. Mm. So there's this part that has is attached to some kind of like needle and an apparatus that is able to keep track of the vitals of the wearer. And then the rest of it, the majority of the ring, seems to be some kind of storage device. Mm-hmm. You're not entirely sure the data on it. And you're not even 100% sure how you would get the data that's on there right now off of it. Mm-hmm. But it's not inert. Yeah, There's data in there. I don't know if one owns a safe or anything like that, but I want to put this thing on lockdown. Okay. Like super hardcore, as much of in a box away from everybody else as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because like, you know, it's dangerous. No, it locks up the, key, the, the wedding ring. Not anything after that. I'm probably just going to go sit and exist in the kitchen probably all right so yeah after that conversation um mike is definitely going to be thinking over how things went a little bit because you know she's still suspicious around everything to do with tara would i be able to like do a role to notice that nona was feeling weird about what was said because you were like trying to conceal it Right. Yeah. I, I would say would that's that like a I think we've done like yeah. charisma notice check for that sure. in the, the Do you past. Want me to roll performance? You could I mean you're not trying to hide it. That's I don't fair. think. That's fair. I mean I are you trying don't... to hide it? Uh probably not. Okay. If you're not trying well, the thing is probably yes from Terra. But yeah, as you stepped out of the room like, though, you immediately probably... okay. yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna say you notice right, that sure. Nona's acting a little strangely. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll let you, of course, you know, go back to, um, to your room and do all that stuff. I won't retcon that, but yeah, I will come over if you're in the, uh, in the kitchen later. Say, so are, uh, I don't know, I've been thinking about just what, what Tara was saying back there. How did that sit with you? I think I have the consciousness of Dr. Kyle Reed in a ring in my room. Sorry, what? Yeah. Uh, wait, no. What? I I believe I have the consciousness of Yeah, Dr. no. Okay, I, I heard you the first time, but how? I'm not certain, but uh, based on the 
things that Tara said, I thought there is a very easy way to disprove this particular theory, which is if there exists a ring and um, it is just a normal ring, then everything she's saying is just a thing to get in my head, um, which is her purpose. And so I went back to my room and I looked at the ring and the ring is quite advanced pre-tech. Um, and it, as far as I can tell, the way it works roughly aligns with the uh, scene we found of Dr. Kyle Reed on Glazoff 5. You have Kyle Reed's ring? Wait, hold on. Where did there was It was that? on Dean's body. My assumption, anyway. Um, granted, it could be a completely different consciousness, but it, it seems, right? So Deacon was carrying that around. Yeah, I remember the the projection of Kyle Reed back on Glazov 5. He had that weird thing, like what she was saying, with, yeah. with his ring. So then oh, my Jesus. understanding is that Dr. Samantha Calvin retrieved the ring and then went to go use it on Deacon. Deacon killed her and then claimed the ring as a trophy. And now you have it. And now I have it. Okay. What are you going to do with that? That, ugh, that feels icky. That's so weird. Yes. And there is also the small matter of me not... I'm not supposed to exist. Uh, I mean, supposed to is a strong word. Like, no, you're, you're here. If that was the plan that Samantha Calvin had, then honestly, fuck her. I don't know. You're living your life. Yes. I, I, I'm i sorry, I am struggling a, a little bit to... Uh, uh, yeah, no, I got you. I mean, it's... She didn't it's want bit. me to be. She just wanted to use me to prolong her own life. Um, Maybe. I am a tool. Alex has been in the kitchen, <laughs> as we previously established. He's just kind of like sitting at the table and he's like drinking out of a mug. And he goes, preach, sister. We, yeah. Welcome to the club. I, I'm sorry? Uh, not being wanted, being raised as a tool. Yeah, it happens. It's a thing. I'm, I'm here as well with that same definition of uh, born and life and defined. So yeah, you're in good company. I think that there's a fair amount of people out there who can relate. So yeah. How do you cope? Poorly. Hmm. Um, but I, I do. No, there's, there's other things that are more pressing at this point than that thought because as Micah put it, fuck them. Yeah. I mean, you know, Claire and I too were pretty much brought up to be tools for the government or we were supposed to just disappear. Um, so yeah, like I get it. The way I deal with it is say, fuck them. You know, you, it sucks that someone like, treated you like that but you can't be kind of tied down by that i don't know it's like do your thing 
Yes, I, which brings me to the next topic of conversation. I no longer have a purpose. If I am understanding things correctly, viewing my one and only conversation with Dr. Samantha Calvin through this lens, the piece that I am missing is her consciousness, is my death, is... Okay, I'm, I, I want to, I guess, address two, two things. Uh, one thing that Micah said, uh, not letting that tie you down, I disagree with. Um, <laughs> you, you, can, you, can have, you can have that turmoil. You can have that. That can be tying you down. You cannot let it pull you down. You need to find the other things that buoy you upwards and kind of the good things that keep you up. As for your things, Nona, this kind of idea of... I'm not, I'm not sure what exactly the question is, I guess, there. Not having a purpose... Well, you see, I was missing a piece is basically all that I knew. And I was assuming that was why I was so bad at things. Um, so I have been searching the various libraries, labs, etc., um, trying to find where Dr. Samantha Calvin went so that I could track down said missing piece of code or hardware or whatever it was and it seems that the most likely explanation there then is her consciousness, as it was put, pasted over mine. Okay. I, I, I understand that. So you're worried that whatever you were was replaced with what you are now? More, more so, I'm... <laughs> I'm still kind of bad at things. Uh-huh. And um, there is no solution. No, 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 there is. And it's working at the things you're bad at, one at a time. And you, Nona, are blessed with infinite time to one day maybe not be as bad at everything. <laughs> The rest of us, well, well, there are some things that we, we, we're probably going to be bad at for the finite amount of time we have. Yeah. Being bad at stuff is kind of just what being a person's about, unfortunately. But you're in good company. Oh, Am I what? a person? Yeah. I think so. Is that... Sorry, was that in question? Not, not for a while, but given that one's, you know, sort of only... The created purpose of me is to then die. It, it, it did call it into question, yes? The purpose of you is to die? Yes, again, as I understand it, my I was created um, and my core exists to be a blank slate for the consciousness of Dr. Samantha Calvin, which means that my existence, the experiences that I've had, the personality that I had, all of that is a mistake. And I exist to be overwritten. That seems less your fuck up and more Dr. Calvin's. Yes, it no, I agree. It is it's... not my fault. But it does call into question, um, do you 
create people solely for the purposes killing them I was no I, to be a there are so many leaps there no not yeah I'm struggling to follow a little bit yeah like maybe that was her plan all along but like you're here now it doesn't have to be your purpose just because she had that idea like what do you want to do that can be your purpose I will think on this all right okay. the artificial day and night cycle drags on and you all see that it's about time to hit the hay you all kind of you know go your separate ways notice that both Leggett and Claire were very much missing for that entire conversation they weren't around at all for all of that. I assume Micah and Alex, you're, you're retiring to go to bed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, no. What are you doing? Go hang out with EDI two, four, six. All right. So you guys are, where are you hanging out? I don't know. Uh, cargo bay. Yeah, sure. You're, you're hanging room. out. You just, Talk, are you talking or are you no, just kind of we're like, just existing in you, the same space. So you and EDI246 are just existing in the same space. And you do what you do sometimes during nights where you just kind of mentally organize your thoughts. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot to kind of mentally organize for today. Yeah, I also find myself continuously drifting back to the, and this particular robot over here was left in a hole for 600 years. And that particular robot over there was you know, kind of abandoned and there's a lot of yeah mistreatment of AIs and VIs and what have you kind of absolutely just, you know mixed in there. And so you're you're thinking over all of this. You're thinking of Quinn left alone by herself to fend for herself in a, in a station. You think of Senna who maybe never got to be the person, but was just left discarded on a bench. You're thinking of Tara and all of her sisters and how, again, they were destroyed or forgotten. And you're going through all of this. And as you're mentally taking notes of these, these various things, you're starting to not see the cargo bay around you. Again, things start to flash in and out, almost like you're seeing double. But the second image that you're seeing is a pale white room, completely and utterly featureless. And more and more you find yourself pulled into this and you look to your side You no longer see EDI-246 sitting next to you. You look around to see where else, where you are, trying to get your bearings, if there's anyone else here. And you whip around and you notice Micah is just standing there looking at you. And then you both turn around and see Alex. And the three of you are now in this nondescript, featureless, white room that's it cool this has um, not been a micah, good day <laughs> micah and alex you were sleeping you got into bed you fell asleep mm-hmm. uh, this is a new one pretty lucid look at my hands 
Hey, Nona. Hi. Why is Claire not here? Normally something happens in these. Hmm. Sorry, is this a weird one of mine? Or are you guys really? Are we shying? I mean, we're not going to be able to actually answer that question until you are gain consciousness. But um, I think I'm me. If that helps. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Let's not worry about that too much. Could I be the a butterfly? Do you try and think <laughs> yourself to be a butterfly? Lightly. Alex turns into a butterfly and starts flittering around. And in his normal voice, he'll say, I dreamed I was the butterfly. And when I awoke, was I me? Or am I the butterfly's dream? That was it, right? That's roughly the quote. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, no, no. I've heard and that. So Micah, Nona, and Alex the Butterfly, <laughs> you start hearing a weird noise. It's like the organic equivalent okay. of, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. Of nails on a chalkboard. You hear just all of the, the worst kind of sloshing and breaking and you look to the the edge of the room where this noise is coming from and you see two figures one is asleep on a slab that is now completely well not completely vertical but vertical but leaned back a little bit the person strapped into the slab is claire And standing in front of her, putting its hands over her face back and forth as it seems to be gazing into her very soul, you see a tall, slim figure that stands at nearly seven feet tall. A collection of wings dots its body. Two large wings come off of its back. It is glowing and almost flickering. You see its skin, that speckled, almost granite-like skin, and it turns to you all and says, well, this is an unexpected surprise. And that is where we'll end today's episode. Oh, dear. All right, well. Well, now we know we can turn into whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) I don't don't trust that. I don't know if this will be very hard. (laughs) Get get excited for the first few seconds of next episode to just be, and we walk over there and we beat the crap out of him. He promised. He said he was leaving. Yeah, but then Micah shot him.